Welcome back to Faith Over Fear. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and today we're going to talk about a very special subject that a lot of people have had a lot of questions on. And the subject is temptation or trials or tribulation. Okay. All of, all of those things kind of work with each other. So we're going to talk about it and I'm going to title this. I don't know how long we're going to go on this or how many episodes that we will do, but I'm going to title this the trying of your faith. We're going to call it the trying of your faith. And we will just go ahead and take it out of the context or out of the scriptures uh, of James chapter one and verse two. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now the word diverse just means different. Different temptations. Now, the word temptation, all right, we're going to break this down so that you can have a very clear understanding of what it means. The word temptation means a putting to proof. Okay, a putting to proof. Um, by experiment of good or experience of evil. All right. Now I used to think way back when, and I kind of preached this a while. And the reason is because I had heard it preached and it sounded good. And it, the person it came from, it seemed like it would be right. But I've come to find out that it's not exactly entirely right. So what I what I used to preach was that God will not tempt you in any way or any form that it's the enemy that's tempting you and I went into this that and, and I do, I don't want to cross this up in your mind by any way, because I still believe that the enemy does tempt you. All right. But I know that God puts him up to it. Okay. I, I realize that these things are ordained of God. And the reason that they're ordained of God is to get us to the place where God needs us to be. All right. Now, there are a lot of questions concerning this subject, so I'm going to try to answer all of your questions. And if I don't get to your question or I don't answer your question, you can email us back and say, hey, you didn't answer my question and rewrite your question so that we know what the question is and write it in good detail. All right. Now, when it comes to God, quote unquote, tempting you, you've got to understand 
the word temptation or the or the tempting that we think it is isn't necessarily what it actually is. So in this verse, the word temptation, and this is just a piece of the definition. We're going to go through all of it. It is a putting to proof, all right? Now, the first thing that comes to people's mind when you say something like a putting to proof is Job. Have you considered my servant Job? For he is upright and he's perfect, okay? Now, let let me just say something, all right? Every time something bad happens to you, you are not Job, all right? Get that crap out of your head. You're not Job. This stuff isn't happening to you because of the same reasons it happened to Job. It's it's just not, and you're not Job. So let, let's move that aside. The only thing that we know about Job is how to relate his problems when we're going through problems. And I, I know that that somewhat comforts some people, but you're, you're probably finding comfort in the wrong areas. All right, if you can come to the understanding and the knowledge of, of why all of this stuff happens and the reason it happens and the way that it happens and why it happens to you, then your knowledge will become your comfort, not you trying to associate yourself to someone in the Bible that you're in no way related to at all. All right. And don't, don't take that offensive. It's, it's just the fact you're not, you're not Job and that's not why this stuff's happening to you. And there is something that I I want to I, I want to decipher is the difference between what God puts you through and your stupid decisions that you're p- just reaping the benefits of. So we're going to get into some of that here in a minute. So a putting to proof or an experiment or by experiment of good. Okay. So when you're looking at the phrase, I, we're going to read from second Corinthians chapter nine and we'll, let's just start in verse nine and I'm, I'm going to take you down the scriptures here and I'm going to show you somewhere where that's applicable. All right. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse nine says, as it is written, he that dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Verse 11, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God for the administration of this service, not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Now here it is. Verse 13, 2 Corinthians chapter nine, verse 13. While by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection 
under the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. Now, that word experiment is dokime, the Greek word dokime, and it means to test. To test by implication, trustiness. Okay, so to test. We're talking about the temptation. That is the experiment of good. Okay, now the second part of that definition is experience of evil. Now, how can God use the experience of evil if God is good? Here is the question that you've got to ask yourself. And you, a lot of you probably need to answer this for yourself as well. Did God create everything? Or is that a myth? If you believe that God created everything, then you believe that he created evil also. All right. He also created the devil. And the attribute of the devil. And the office of the devil. Just like he created sonship. The office of sonship. Okay, if he created all of that, then he can use all of that. It's at his disposal and it is contained in him. In actuality, it's a piece of him because what he created came from him. Okay, so it's a piece of him. Now, I know that some of you are going to write me saying, well, I don't believe the devil's a piece of God. Okay, let's settle this right now. Let's take a very well-known serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Was he of his mother and father or was he not? Of course he was. He was part of them. He was a piece of them. He was where the two became one. Were his decisions and choices persuaded by them? Probably not. In an interview, he said that they had nothing to do with it. It was totally him. So the point is, he came from them. He's a part of them. But his role and what he was doing is not what they were doing. So the devil came from God. He's a piece of God. What he's doing is in opposition to God. But, but it's still within the realm of the plan of God, the eternal aspect of the plan of God. It has to be. And here's why. When you see something going wrong, if you are wired a certain way or you think a certain way, when you see something going wrong, you look at it as to how that can benefit you. Okay? So let's just assume for a moment that the devil went totally haywire and now he's in total opposition to God 
And let, let I want you to think like you're God and this happened to you. Like you created all of this and this happened. What are you going to do? You're either going to wipe it out and start over again, or you're going to utilize it. So you utilize that, that aspect of him to pressure your children back to you. It squeezes us. It pressures us. It tries us. And when we come through it, we usually learn something from it. If we're not having a pity party the whole time, we usually learn something from it. And that is part of the experience of evil. Now, I've heard for many years, people talk about all of their children backsliding and their their phrases, they're out in the world. What is the world? Someone write to me and, and define that. What is the world? I, I want to hear your opinions on that or your definitions on that. Tell me what the world is. And we may share them on our, on our podcast. But they'll say they're out in the world. The devil's got them. How do you know the devil's got... How do you know that God didn't push them through this? It's an experience of evil. Think Count it joy when you fall into divers' temptations, okay? Now, I want to get through this. We're running out of time. Another definition is a solicitation. So when you're solicited by something, now what, what are you solicited by? You're solicited by your thoughts. That's where this stuff starts. It starts in your thoughts. You're solicited. So... I'm going to give you a very uh, general, generic uh, example of this, okay? You're solicited by your thoughts to go get drunk last night. And in your getting drunk, you you went to bed and you puked and you woke up hungover. All right? Did God pressure you through that? It's probably just your choices, okay? Now... In the next part of this, we're going to talk a little bit about how the devil influences your choices to solicitation. For today, we're running out of time. I wish we could have gotten a little more into this, but for today, we're running out of time. So uh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to tune back in tomorrow, and we're going to talk a little bit about how the devil influences your thoughts and solicitations and why you end up getting drunk and puking and hungover and all of those terrible things that churches just won't seem to talk about. We're talking about them tomorrow on Faith Over Fear.